Welcome to the Stairway to Heaven. We're coming to you bringing insights into the ever-changing high-frequency currents now bathing the planet and their effect on us all. The source of vital information for the evolving human being. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. A Failure to Communicate What we've got here is a failure to communicate. The captain's speech from the 1967 movie Cool Hand Luke. During times of rapidly rising frequency, one of the greatest challenges is communication. That's not to say communication hasn't always been a problem, but add the intensity and volatility of our times, and it increasingly becomes a major issue. With nukes, red telephones, and inflammatory rhetoric in the forefront, it becomes clear communication is more important than ever. Yet it often seems we're so far from being on the same page as to be in entirely separate books written in different languages. Why is it so difficult to find understanding? Communication malfunction is not limited to nations. It starts within the individual. Even the way we communicate with ourselves is compromised. This is partially due to compartmentalization. For example, all of us have experienced trauma. When that trauma is not processed, we tend to manage unpleasant memories by segregating them. To function in our daily lives, unprocessed traumatic experiences are neurologically sectioned off from the rest of the data, so we're not continually immersed in the memories and overwhelmed by distress. In and of itself, this is not so problematic. However, the trauma may be tucked away in a handy-dandy neurological closet, but it's there nonetheless. Past traumatic events are often triggered by similar ones appearing in the present. This can bring up unpleasant memories that are then superimposed onto the current circumstance. Because we've compartmentalized rather than processed the experience, it comes up when triggered and we're thrown out of the present and into a compartment containing our history. We respond to whatever triggered the memory as if it were the experience from our past rather than the reality of the current event. So what does this look like? As an example, let's say Jane's former husband had an affair with his blonde secretary. When Jane approached him about how much time he was spending with the other woman, he denied it. He denied it was anything beyond professional. Jane believed him, only to have him come to her months later and demand a divorce so he could marry the other woman. Naturally, Jane's trust was broken and she was devastated. Eventually, Jane recovered enough to remarry. Her new husband was a loving, faithful man, but every time he spoke to a blonde, Jane would fly into a jealous rage and accuse him of cheating. There was nothing her new husband could say or do that would convince Jane he was not having an affair. In this example, at the sight of her husband speaking to a blonde grocery clerk, Jane would be triggered into the past and she'd go into the neurological compartment of her former marriage and respond from there. Her current husband could not make her see the truth of the present circumstance as she was entrenched in and operating from the past reality. Another factor contributing to miscommunication is pre-established templates. For example, we tend to develop templates of understanding based on past experience. Sometimes this works in our favor. If we've touched a hot stove as a child and been burned, 
we develop a template based on that experience. Templates allow us to immediately respond rather than take time to access and process the memory of a past event. When seeing a lit burner due to the template form during the last encounter, we immediately know it'll burn us rather than having to try it out again. Other times, we unconsciously operate from our templates rather than taking time to evaluate them to see if they're a much match for the present circumstance. This is what phobias are made of. Husband, let's take the kids to the park. It'll be a nice outing for them. Wife, no, parks are dangerous. Husband, why? Wife, you get hurt there. End of story, and the fight begins. But if the wife would take time to delve deeper into the feeling and resulting template, she might discover she was stung by a bee as a small child while playing in a park and has been in avoidance of parks ever since. Upon closer examination, the husband may find his own mother had been fearful and controlling, never allowing him to explore and have fun. If they never closely examine the origin of the template, they project the judgment, parks are dangerous, or mothers are controlling, onto their present day world as there's nothing another person can say that'll make them see the truth. The wife will spend her life never enjoying a park and preventing their children from doing so. The husband will always feel his wife puts a damper on him and his children having fun. The husband may accuse his wife of being arbitrary and controlling, while the wife charges her husband with being careless of their children's safety. The result? A breakdown in communication. Everyone perceives from their own little bubble of reality built by past experience and attempts to communicate from there. A great quote from Dr. Thema. Heal, so you can hear what's being said without the filter of your wounds. When there were fewer of us and we lived in isolated communities, we tended to have similar bubbles of reality as our experiences were not so divergent. Now, as the world grows smaller and cultures merge, it's increasingly challenging to communicate. With the higher ambient frequency on the planet, even more factors are in the mix. At lower frequency, there was less light to see by and less information available. It's easier to be on the same page when there are fewer pages in the book. Now, as we're exposed to increasing luminosity, we're bombarded with additional information. This information is then filtered through all our personal compartments and templates while being interpreted. The result? Everyone comes to different conclusions based on the same facts. The deductions we come to are ones that will fit with our personal reality bubble rather than based upon all the newly exposed factors. This isolates us further and sets us up for greater misunderstandings in our communication with others. At higher frequency, we travel at a greater velocity. Experiences come at us much faster, requiring rapid interpretation. If every time we turn around, we're triggered into a compartment of our, or a template, we're in effect being thrown into the past, out of the present, and out of the present moment. At the speed we're traveling, we really need to be in the present moment to function well. If not, it's like falling asleep behind the wheel going 120 miles per hour. We may be residing in the past, but life continues without us. 
once we manage to pull ourselves back to the present, just like falling asleep at the wheel, we find we're in an entirely different place than when we left with disastrous results. In the meantime, all our communications have been out of sync with those around us, leading to greater misunderstandings and potential conflict. Compartments and templates are most often constructed because of trauma. When we're triggered into one of them, we re-enter that trauma. Trauma results in a fight-or-flight response. When we go into fight-or-flight, we leave the front brain, where love, logic, creativity, and spirituality reside, and shift to the back brain. The only tools we have when coming from the back brain are attack or flee. This is not conducive to clear communication, as logic escapes us and we're entirely overly aggressive or looking for the next exit. With all the mental compartmentalization and templates, clear open communication is only available heart to heart. When triggered into the back brain, we lose access to our heart and with it, our connection to each other. So how do we navigate these dangerous waters? Approaching any conversation with the knowledge that we most likely do not understand is a great starting point. If at any time during the discussion we're confronted with intense emotion from either party that seems out of proportion to the situation, it's a sure sign someone is triggered. Before entering any serious discussion, pause, Take some deep, calming breaths, then draw to mind all the things you appreciate about, appreciate about the other people involved. Open your heart to them and really listen to what they're trying to tell you. Bear in mind, they're dealing with the same challenges you are and will probably slip into a template or a compartment without notice. After all, we can't be expected to recognize and navigate around every one of another person's triggers. If the other person does become triggered and start coming from the back brain, don't react and don't take it personally. I understand it's difficult to remain open-hearted in the face of someone projecting their past damage on you. Remember, it's not about you. In the absence of other underlying problems, they really don't want to hurt you. Unless the other person is mentally ill and prone to violence, the only thing that can hurt you is if you also become triggered into your pain body. Ground, hold steady, keep your heart open. Stand back while they spin out and take note of all the places you're tempted to do the same. Each of these places are your personal triggers. Journal them as soon as you get a chance and closely examine each one for its origin. By taking advantage of conflict and being mindful, you can process and dismantle your own compartments and templates. The more you do this, the easier it becomes to remain present and heart-centered during misunderstandings. The surest way to stop conflict in its tracks is for one or more person to remain in the present moment and in their heart. The way to ensure things escalate out of control is to allow yourself to become triggered into the past right along with the other person. When you allow this to happen, they become your past villain and you theirs. Both parties' unprocessed rage and fear is brought into the mix and the war begins in earnest. When triggered into past events, it's almost impossible to hear what's really being said. 
old tapes are playing so loudly in your head, accompanied by the corresponding overwhelming emotions, it's difficult to see or hear beyond them. The only way to navigate out of past trauma is when you find yourself becoming upset. Tell yourself that no matter what it looks like, it's probably not the truth of the situation at hand. Stop. Focus on your breath. Be still. Find and hold your love for yourself and the other person. Once you've found your calm center, indicate that you're not sure you understand and ask for clarification. If the other person is triggered and projecting onto you, remain calm. Hold compassion for them as they're in their past and have all become small children in the throes of intense trauma. There needs to be an adult present. Become that adult without being condescending. After all, none of us has arrived. Sometimes we're the adult and other times we're the traumatized child in need of enfoldment and understanding. Yet, if there comes a time when the other person continually refuses to take responsibility for their own process, if they are invested in projection rather than introspection, it's time to discern proximity. It does not benefit either of you to tolerate continued abuse from someone who's unwilling to process or grow. During these evolutionary times, we are experiencing the great sorting. Just as in cell division, what used to belong together now must part for evolution to continue. Like is being drawn to like, and those that no longer belong in our personal space are being repelled. Attempting to stay closely involved with someone who is no longer a match in intention, processing, or evolution becomes increasingly damaging to both parties. It's simply time to agree to disagree and go our separate ways. There's no good guy, no bad guy, no one's right or wrong, but simply incompatible frequencies being called elsewhere. It may be messy and painful for a time, but in the end, you can rest assured all will be in perfect order. Thank you for joining me, Gwilda Wiecka, on the Stairway to Heaven, where we provide updates on the energetic currents facilitating our evolution into conscious, powerful co-creators. As I'm sure you've noticed, not only do the Stairway to Heaven episodes stand alone, but they weave together to form a map to evolution and personal empowerment as we enter the new era. To revisit this or any of our past episodes, visit our archives at www.stairwaytoheavenmedia.com. If you'd like to find out more about me, my school, and the evolutionary tools we offer, visit www.findyourpathhome.com. Until next time, may you be blessed on your sacred path to wholeness. We are here. The time is now.